The views and opinions of findings and or devices discussed in this podcast are those of the host, subject matter experts, and or guests. Facts represented constitute our understanding at the time of the podcast, whereas updated factual information may be developed. They should not be construed as pronouncing an official Department of Defense's position, policy, decision, or endorsement. The hosts and guests of Cubist may be defense contract personnel who support TBICOE. Status of all hosts and guests will be identified during introductions to the podcast. Hi, welcome to Clinical Updates in Brain Injury Science Today, or Cubist, a podcast for healthcare providers about current research on traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. This program is produced by the TBI Center of Excellence, or TBICOE. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Monty. Today, I'll be speaking with Dr. Donald Marion, a neurosurgeon and TBI subject matter expert at TBICOE. Don and I will discuss a study entitled Development of the Troop Readiness Evaluation with Augmented Reality Return to Duty, or Troop Ready, platform to aid in the detection and treatment of military mild traumatic brain injury by Dr. Anson Rosenfeld and colleagues and published in Military Medicine in November 2023. Don, thanks for bringing this article to our attention. So why was the study done? Hi, Katie. And just to be sure, I am a contractor working in support of the TBI Center of Excellence. So these investigators conducted this study to see if augmented reality technology could be used to improve return-to-duty assessments. You know, Katie, up until about five to ten years ago, military post-concussion evaluations used civilian athletic models for return-to-play decision-making. This may have been inappropriate because there are important differences in the physical and cognitive requirements for return to sport versus return to duty in the military. For example, service members are required to integrate visual, cognitive, auditory, and somatosensory information and generate an appropriate response rapidly and accurately. Because military activities consist of both motor and cognitive components, utilizing an ecologically valid dual-task model of evaluation may hold greater value in evaluating an injured service member's ability to function with a level of proficiency necessary for mission success. Return to sport assessments, such as the SCAT-6, do not include dual-task conditions. In addition, a critical role of a service member is appropriately interacting in a team or unit environment. Teamwork involves interdependent cognitive, verbal, and behavioral activities from multiple individuals directed toward a common goal and influenced by conditional demands. It is important to assess team performance under high stress and unpredictable environments. A key factor contributing to poor team performance under high-stress environments is the demand of dual tasking. Augmented reality technology has the potential to deliver military-specific assessments to aid in the management of mild traumatic brain injury. Head-mounted, untethered augmented reality devices, such as the Microsoft HoloLens 2 or HL2, enhance the physical environment by placing interactive holographic images in the user's field of view. 
Augmented reality technology can replicate military-relevant paradigms by providing a portable technology to create military-relevant environments while simultaneously providing objective biomechanical outcomes derived from the HL2 inertial measurement units to quantify motor, cognitive, and dual-task performance. The aim of this study was to describe the technical development of the troop-ready platform, its outcomes, and its potential role in return-to-duty decision-making. A secondary aim was to evaluate the safety, feasibility, and usability of the troop-ready platform. Interesting, Don. So they proposed the use of an augmented reality headset called the HoloLens 2 or HL2, and incorporate that into the Troop Ready platform for return to duty assessments. Can you explain what the Troop Ready is? Sure. That's a great question, Katie. It's an acronym actually for the Troop Readiness Evaluation and Augmented Reality Return to Duty Platform, or Ready Platform. And it couples the audiovisual display capabilities of the HL2 with validated biomechanical outputs quantifying cognitive and motor performance to create a single platform for a comprehensive return-to-duty assessment. Katie, a unique aspect of the Troop Ready platform is the ability to evaluate a service member's performance within a unit or small group through interaction with human-like avatars. The Troop Ready platform leverages the visual, auditory, and computational capabilities of the HL2 to quantify cognitive and motor performance under dual-task, military-relevant conditions. The platform actually combines two hardware systems, the HL2 and the Haptech M4 Electromagnetic Recoil Simulation, or M4-ERS, weapon. The weapon's actions are integrated into the Troop Ready application through communication via a local area network such that when the trigger is pulled, an audible firing and mechanical recoil are experienced by the user along with a corresponding target hit in the digital environment. The Troop Ready platform offers three modules, Katie. Each one is designed to be more challenging than the previous module in motor and cognitive complexity. The first module is the Static and Dynamic Mobility module, designed to assess postural control under single and dual-task conditions. The Rifle Qualification task is the second module, and it evaluates the service member's dynamic movement capabilities, information processing, shooting performance, and decision-making, again under single and dual-task conditions. The third module, which is the most complicated and complex, is the small unit operations capacity room breach clearing exercise, which assesses the service member's performance within a team in an unpredictable environment. There are five scenarios within that module that are based on the room breach and clearing principles of the combined arms operation in urban terrain. These high-tech modules certainly sound relevant to warfighter tasks. So how many service members were enrolled in their study, and what did they find? Katie, there were 137 commissioned and non-commissioned officers that completed the modules. The majority were non-commissioned, and on average, participants were about 30 years old, about 90% were men, 68% were white, 18% were black or African American. 
In terms of feasibility and safety of the Troop Ready platform, the completion rate for static and dynamic mobility and rifle qualification task modules, or modules one and two, was 100%. The completion rate for the room breach module, which again is the more difficult of the three, was 98%. A member of the study team provided the participant with the HL2 and M4 ERS weapon, and the modules were self-directed thereafter. Completion of all three modules took approximately 20 minutes. Immediately following troop-ready completion, participants had an opportunity to provide written feedback about their experience, including completion of the system's usability scale, or SUS. The SUS is a robust usability scale for emerging technologies, which uses both positively and negatively worded questions to gather users' perception on ease of use, consistency of the technology, and confidence learning associated with the technology. The SUS provides an objective measure of technology usability with a range from 0 to 100, with higher scores indicating greater acceptance and usability. The mean SUS score for all participants in the study was 83.9, placing the technology in the good to excellent category. General themes of the positive feedback included easy interface interaction, engaging, and high potential for integration. Specific comments were, quote, easy to use, an easy to learn interface, quick to explain, and easy to adapt to, unquote. Another comment was, quote, great product and system that can and should be used across the Army. I see it as a multifunctional tool that can be used for more than just pre- and post-deployment operations, unquote. And finally, one of the service members said, and I quote, simple to use and well thought out. It doesn't take a whole lot of time and it keeps you engaged, not boring, unquote. So, in addition, Katie, I think it's important to point out that there were no adverse events experienced by the participants during use of the Troop Ready platform. Those are certainly some very positive comments about the platform. So, what were the limitations, Don? In the article, the author suggests that the Troop Ready platform may be superior to current TBI assessments, such as those used for return to sport evaluations. But there's really no gold standard for return to duty or return to sport. In fact, this study does not attempt to compare Troop Ready with any other TBI assessment tool, such as the MACE-2 or the ANAM. I think future studies should include those comparisons as a way to try to validate the results of the Troop Ready platform. Also, we need to have baseline data sets to be developed for pre- and post-injury assessments with the Troop Ready platform. I would also add, Don, that not all service members are trained regularly in room clearing procedures. That's a good point, Katie. The researchers are considering alternate team-oriented assessments using selected skills from the Soldier's Manual of Common Tasks, Warrior Skill Level 1. Katie, is that something you're familiar with, having served? Yes, I'm very familiar with the Soldier's Manual of Common Tasks. So this is the reference that all service members have to learn and the tasks that they have to master before they can graduate from basic training. 
Military healthcare providers often have a lot on their plate. TBI assessment, monitoring, and of course, the documentation can be quite time-consuming. I understand that this technology is still very early in its development, but is this assessment something that the researchers intend for the treating clinician to administer? You know, it may be a little soon for that, Katie. It seems that the technology is relatively easy to use. The authors do say that the TroopReady platform may be administered by a broad range of personnel, such as hospital and independent duty corpsmen in the Navy or perhaps medics on the Army side. Thanks, Don. So what are the key takeaways for primary care providers in the military? Katie, head-mounted augmented reality devices have the potential to transform mild traumatic brain injury assessment and return to duty decision-making in the military. Initial data support the safety, feasibility, and usability of the troop-ready platform to deliver military-relevant tasks under single and dual-task conditions and provide objective biomechanical, motor, and cognitive outcomes that are readily interpretable by both the command team and medical professionals. The assessment of individual performance during a team-based activity provides unique insight into complex behaviors necessary for successful return to duty. And this study suggests that the Troop Ready platform is a significant step forward in improved technology and advanced return to duty decision making. Ruggedizing the HL2 and platform analytics may improve the application feasibility, especially in an austere environment, and is a logical next step. Most importantly, however, results of the Troop Ready platform performance need to be validated with other accepted TBI assessment tools. Thanks, Don. This is a very exciting look into the future of TBI and return to duty assessment and decision making. So that's all the time we have for today. You can stay up to date on future episodes by subscribing to Cubist on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, where you can also find links to the articles we discuss and other relevant resources. Cubist is produced and edited by Vinnie White and was hosted today by me, Dr. Katie Monty. It is a product of the Traumatic Brain Injury Center of Excellence, a branch of the Research Portfolio Management Division under the Research and Engineering Directorate of the Defense Health Agency, led by Branch Chief Captain Scott Coda, Medical Corps, United States Navy. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you.